episode of Say Something Interesting here at East Lake Tri-Cities. Here with me today is our teaching pastor, Brent, and Megan, and myself, Mallory. Hello. How's it going, everyone? I must say her energy was much better the second time. Was, Would you agree, Megan? Yeah. yeah. Take, take five. <laughs> we, 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 uh, we got through like about a minute or so, and then Mallory, reala- not even a minute probably, no, Mallory like- realized she hadn't refreshed the cord, and it's a good thing. Her energy was at a 10 yeah. the second time around, everybody. <laughs> we are coming to you on a Wednesday uh, because uh, Monday holiday screwed kind of everything up and pushed everything back, but uh, hopefully it doesn't delay hitting your actual feed. Should be able to get this out this afternoon because er- uh, Andrew's amazing. And it's uh, yeah, it's been good. How was your guys' uh, holiday weekend? Pretty chill. Just yeah? hung out. Yeah. Yeah. Lord knows, Lord knows who needed a break from all of this <laughs> busy living mm-hmm. that we've been doing. It was nice for us. Alex good. is working six days a week right now. So we actually got two days of weekend. So that was good for us. Oh, good. I, I didn't I didn't mean that. No, he, good, good job, Alex. He, so to go, he buddy. works his sixth day kind of by choice. He gets to work by himself and weld. So it's kind of a choice. Um, it's overtime. It's good money, but it's also kind yeah. of like a hobby for him because he gets to weld by himself without anyone around. It, so, and you've got a new hot tub to upkeep, yep. and so yeah. you've got to have that extra. We overtime were given pay a used hot to... tub, and so someone asked if we wanted one. We we're like, yes, we do. Yes, times, <laughs> but it's actually been kind of a little bit of work getting the power and stuff set up. It's not just like a plug and play. So making sure everything's safe with kids and all that jazz. Are uh, who's the hot tubber more you or or Alex? oh definitely probably Alex and just in general I think in the past like having kids night times are like exhausting and so you're like okay let's turn on TV and we've like talked for like the past year about like be so nice to like sit in the hot tub and actually have a conversation rather than just like yes turn on the TV it's so much better and, and like there's nothing wrong with you know that you know getting done with your day and watching the show but it can just get so repetitive and then you're like exhausted anyways so you don't even need the tv but so i'm just looking forward to that as kind of like a different um routine be able to have some time together that's not just in front of the tv when the kids are in bed so if i'm completely i totally agree it's it's active conversation. Yeah. It's not, it's like I'm doing something. Because, like, I know Kylie will want to, like, recap the day at the end of the day. How's your day? What you do? That kind of thing. And if we're just, like, sitting on the couch somewhere, I, I like, it's just not in my personality. She knows this. She's probably listening to this right <laughs> oh. now. I totally get it. I, he's right. Like, it's hard for me to just sit there and not do anything and talk. Um, so I always have to be like, hey, let's go for a walk around the loop. And we don't have to do any sort of pace. It's not like a mm-hmm. workout. It's literally just out of the house, out of the noise. But I'm moving. I'm doing something. Right. And then I, I can conversate so much better. And I agree. A hot tub <laughs> would be even further. So, babe, if you're listening and you want to talk more. I don't a hot more, tub is different than the couch, though. Like, if you're sitting, because yeah. you're just sitting Alex in the hot not, tub. Alex would not have the TV on. He would have to have. He, we don't. He He's a TV person. I know. But if you're just sitting. Like if you're just sitting on the couch without the TV on no, talking. No, like I'm getting a back massage while this is happening. <laughs> like I'm being productive. Debatable. Yes. I'm dodging <laughs> bubbles. I'm sipping on chlorine. I'm I'm letting the fumes uh, you know. I mean, you uh, anyways, did mention walks I, I, too. We are so, so lucky with where we live with like being able to walk at night and in the morning. Like our weather is so nice right now. I mean it's gonna get a little hot, but still we have not at night. Night it's nights are so perfect nice. even in the heat. Yeah. So great. I agree. Good stuff. Yep. Awesome stuff. Uh, yeah. I uh, uh, Megan, how was your weekend? 
I literally did nothing. So, <laughs> so keep moving on. Yep. Move on. We did like a family day. <laughs> Kylie came up with like this choose your own adventure day with the kids, Fun. and they got to choose from like, do we want to hike Badger Mountain, Candy Mountain, or Flat Top Park? And so uh, we went and hiked Flat Top Park over there in Richland. Haven't done that uh, in a really long time. In fact, we used to live in West Richland uh, back when London was born. That was the home that we took her back to from the hospital. And I have a picture of her on my shoulders at probably like younger than Clive's age or maybe right at Clive's age of doing that hike up to the hill where there's the cross at the top and like taking a picture of it. So we kind of reenacted uh, that photo a little bit. She didn't get on my shoulders because she's like she's six, almost as tall as you now. now. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to have back problems. Coming I've down never the done hill. that. I've never done that hike walk climb whatever. oh yeah it's uh i've never done it either i'm intrigued yeah it's uh it's a lot shorter in terms of distance mm-hmm. uh, but it is pretty steep the whole way and it's really sandy like mm-hmm. um like it's a workout in terms of there's just not a lot of foot grip so gotcha. like it doesn't feel like you have to go that far but it is you, you get up to the top and you're still pretty tired so um it's a good good little hike did yeah. all of the kids walk the whole time they did uh clive got carried every once in a while just because yeah. you know the London likes to carry him or whatever, but you know who is our best hiker uh, of our Joby. four kids? Is Joby. Joby. Was she was in little that. saltwater sandals and was crushing it. Um, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at did all. Did awesome. So yeah, kudos to her. She nailed it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was fun. And My um, brother and sister-in-law who live in Colorado have, because their kids are four and three, and so they've started doing little hikes with them. And they, um, I think their kids are at like two, two and a half miles that they can like do it on their own right now. Um, and my sister-in-law just posted something <coughs> last week that she was like, if you take the pack off of Ellery, that's their three-year-old daughter, she becomes a trail runner. <laughs> and so she was just like exactly plowing ahead yeah. doing it. So it's perfect. Cause it's probably like a quarter mile, maybe a half mile. It's not that much. Um, and I feel like they're not quite ready. I think, I feel like they would fall apart on Badger. It's just a little too long. The, the, not worried about the height, the, like the angle or the, whatever the, the, what, what's the word I'm looking incline? for? Incline. Incline. Yeah. Not worried about the incline, but I am worried about just them getting bored. Like the scenery doesn't change. Once you're up a certain height, it's just like, I'm just higher. It's just a higher view of this. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like we're <laughs> looking at anything different. So, um, highly recommend if you're looking for a, a starter for your kids. Um, to check out Flat Top. So Fine. there you go. Cool. Uh, good. Anything else exciting to get off the random stuff uh, that uh, I, I see on here? Somebody wrote shout That's out to me. East Lake Tech Team. I'm sure that was me. It was me. Give us I just, insight. I mean, obviously, we love our tech team. It just team, made but. me think we have like such a, such a small team. And for the production that happens on Sundays and this podcast, everything, I was just thinking about it as I was like getting my stuff set up. Like we do. Like I do minimal, minimal for this and it turns into a great podcast. And on Sundays, it's great. Everything's kind of behind the scenes. And I just think we're really lucky at East Lake to have the people on our team to make online. Uh, shout just, out, Andrew. You know, like I've <laughs> seen a lot of churches around and this is totally <laughs> fine that they do Facebook Live. Totally fine. But we have like totally one up to that and have a great online service. And I just am thankful right. for them. So. so fun story. Yeah. Are you ready for a fun yes. story before we dive into this? Uh, well, I'm, I am talking about, is this HIPAA regulated? Should I be careful on this? I don't know what you're <laughs> going to talk about. So, Well, okay. So <laughs> Andrew does almost all of our on-site stuff. 
right here, right? So podcast stuff. Uh, and, yeah. and, and it on might Sunday be a little morning. hippa. Just, okay. Just general. We also have just a, general. a, a uh, <laughs> another staff member who lives in Spokane. Eric. I'm going to say it. It's Eric. Yeah. Eric, everybody. Eric does all of our graphic in graphic design and videos and stuff. Got a call from him at 830 on Saturday night. And well, it was a FaceTime because he he's a FaceTime caller. I that's don't understand a- that at all. But um, <laughs> cool. he's the only person in my life who it's always like that different ringtone. Mm-hmm. And I can always tell like, oh, it's Eric calling. I don't even have to look at my phone. I just know nobody else FaceTimes me. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so I pick it up and I open it up and he's grinning uh, from ear to ear in a hospital gown no. in what's clearly a hospital or and or like urgent care center. And he said, hey, uh, I'm in the hospital. And it's 8.30 on Saturday night. And uh, and I said, what's going on? He's like, I came into an urgent care clinic because I, I, I had – anyways, I don't want to go into too much stuff. But he's like, I, I think I'm, I, I'm not sure exactly what this is going to look like. So I called Chris up. Um, who formerly had done our videos? Because I know I know that Eric doesn't do our videos until Saturday night. Like yeah. that's just well, he MO. learned from Chris. That's how Chris did it. Yeah, it's a <laughs> tradition that's been handed down from generation Let's do to generation. Everything last minute. And why why do it on Thursday when you can do it at Saturday <laughs> yep. at one a.m.? So <laughs> I know that this is happening. So I call Chris up and I'm like, "Hey, Eric's out." for doing this video is there any chance you could put this together it's a short intro video we don't do it it's not even because we're doing the online service a lot shorter of a production than what we typically mm-hmm. do and uh, on a Sunday morning you don't you can't do outtakes on this one as much like typically yes. they do a lot of like cuts now I was sweating after doing this video for this week because you have to like that's right you did the video this yeah week. oh yeah and it was your video it's so much harder because you have to say the whole paragraph like typically you can be like oh Chris will cut that you can like fudge right, it so right, it right. is get, easier to edit saying. this week yeah. but keep going yeah this the script is longer in general on, yes. on certain parts and it usually even though the overall script isn't longer yes yes good call so Chris agrees to do it. Text Andrew and myself and Andrew uh, and and Eric in a group text and says, "Hey, I just need the code to log into Dropbox and download the video." And Eric at eight thirty says, "It's all right. Don't worry about it. I'm sure I'll get out fine. No, no big deal." Chris says, "Cool. If it if it doesn't work out, just text me up. I'll be up till like one a.m. my time, eleven a.m. eleven p.m. your time." I wake up the next morning, Sunday morning. I got a text from Eric to the group at eleven forty five at night saying. Hey, man, still in the hospital. Sorry to do this to you. Can you do the video? We got it <laughs> uploaded on our Dropbox at 1 a.m. our time, 3 a.m. San Antonio time. Chris oh gosh, stayed Chris up. Bell. So shout out to our tech team and That's our funny. former tech team who didn't get a nickel for doing it to stay up till 3 a.m. uploading our videos. And so I called Eric like out because we didn't get a text thing. on Sunday, too. So I feel like an awful person because I was like, excuse oh, me. That's we right. didn't get a text. You at 8. No, at like at what time? It like nine fifty. I was like, she posts on our staff channel, like, "Hey, what's up with the no text?" I mean, message I at least didn't and call him out on the back. general page. I just <laughs> and I wanted to text back. Uh, he's in the hospital, Mallory. Because <laughs> oh, oh, that's I was good. dying. I I don't know if you saw it because you can see on Slack when somebody's typing. Like I had typed out yes. two different answers to try and be like. Do I say something? Does Eric say something? Like we're working on it oh, or whatever. And I was like, uh, I'm just gonna act like I never even saw it. And then he texted <laughs> back, and then I and then I said something. But yeah. oh my gosh, that was so funny. Oh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Little secret squirrel. Oh. That's good. Well, yeah. Well, we are hoping good Eric's good now. So he is all good. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. So well, well not all uh, good. But. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> as good as he's working on as it. good as you can be, right? <clears throat> Anyways, um, <laughs> speaking of Sunday, we uh, continued. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, look at that transition. Yep. Look at that. You see that? Like a ninja. It was seamless. Um, <laughs> like we, a ninja. <laughs> we uh, we continued our series. Uh, now what? Uh, a series on flourishing with part six. We've got the part seven coming up this week in the it's final a long conclusion. Series. I know. I know it's uh, well. It's three chapters that are like. I'm, if you've seen all the stuff in the Sermon on the Mount, I'm like, every verse is like a, a could be its own thing. Anyways, um, so we uh, we talked a little bit about chapter seven, the very first part of it, mostly the uh, judging. Don't judge, lest you be judged. What is uh, what is Jesus referring to, or what kind of a language? What is all encompassed in that form of judging? Because we live in a culture that um, celebrates judging on America's Got Talent, which I think premiered last night, is what if I read my Twitter correctly. Um, uh, and, and we loved, you know, all of the American Idol. We love judging in that way. We, um, but then there's also a form of judging that we don't like, which is I want to do life the way that I want to do life, and who are you to tell me how to live my life? That's the kind of judging that typically. Um, is thought of when a verse like this comes up or is leveraged by people who don't know many verses of the Bible, but they do know this one because it just stands out in in a big way. And uh, so we said that there is a spectrum by which to interpret the word that is used there. The Greek word is trino, but uh, um, so it could mean condemnation, which is obviously uh, a baseline thing for us, but it also could be something a little bit more uh, along those lines of that I think he was trying to get to in the second part of that, which is don't judge other people. Don't have a perspective on other people that's not something that you're willing to kind of shine that same eye on yourself. Then he goes into the splinter in the eye and the you know, plank in the other one, that kind of thing. And that really is difficult to do because we are in a uh, season of high judgmental stuff. Um, you see the... Um, I mentioned like the mask wearing, the who's open, the essential businesses. This feels like a everybody has an opinion and um, Mm -hmm. it's out there. And uh, yeah, it's just it's I saw one last night that was actually ironically hilarious. Um, MSNBC reporter, I don't know if you saw this one, um, was doing a report. Some city that had opened up, he's got a mask on. He's doing the interview talking about how there are hundreds of people out right now and I'm not seeing very many masks and he 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 points to some guy off to the right who's wearing a Green Bay Packers uniform, and uh, not that that matters at all. But he goes, this even this guy's not wearing one. He's like he's got his camera out and he's filming the 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 reporter, and he goes, yeah, and neither is your cameraman. Oh. <laughs> the reporter goes, the reporter goes, yeah, back to you, Karen. <laughs> It was actually really classic, and I uh, no dog in the fight there. Just and I like the reporter realized. Gosh, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell Carl what to do, but you know, anyways, nope, it was it was can't. rather funny. But um I was some language I was like thinking about when you were talking about the kind of spectrum is the difference between exercising judgment and judging others. So like we need to exercise judgment in our lives and how we're doing things and how we like walk around, but we aren't called to be like you know, condemning and like you're judging others in that way kind of a thing. So like that subtle distinction of like, I need to use judgment in my life, but right. I should not be like placing that on other people. So. Yep. And yet as a parent, um, I feel I like that's different though. Feel, like- yeah. I mean, I, I, I get it. But like, at what point do you say my love for my kids 
I judge what they do and I say, you're not going to hang out with that kid because that's going to be a bad influence on you. Um, and then at what point do you say, I'm doing this out of love for another person? And that's, that was really the question that we came down to was, how do you do this out of love? Because there's a love component to this, that judging, uh, uh, you can't say don't judge at all because everybody judges you're trying to discern what's right from wrong and you're trying to align your moral compass to what you believe is right or wrong. But can you do it with the spirit of love? Can you do it out of love? And that's where it gets a little tricky because I think we hide the motives behind it of uh, a lot of other things, right? To excuse our own poor behavior, to draw attention to something that we perceive to be worse than the sins that we find ourselves doing. And so therefore I judge those harshly and, you know, avoid it in my own or seemingly uh, escape judgment in my own way but i think i one thing i thought like on that train is we know our own mitigating factors but we don't always know other <laughs> right. people's mitigating factors yeah we're very generous for ourselves yeah and so like that's that when you're judging people with love you do it through relationship so if you haven't taken the time to build a relationship with somebody then you should not be a putting judgment on them because you don't you don't even know, like, I mean, my best friends, I don't even know all of their mitigating factors, but I know better what their mitigating factors are than I would some stranger walking by. So, yeah. Mal, what say you? Yeah, what I, thoughts have you? I agree. The one thing that came to my mind, my mom does diversity and a workplace climate and other um, trainings for different uh, nonprofits and schools. And like so often it's kind of, it's like 50% of the time it's just normal. People need their like trainings. No big deal. But then the other 50% of the time she's coming in to kind of like do a little like team building and we need to be nice to each other talk. And often it's like, well, they're doing this and you know, this is how it's supposed to be. You know, my mom kind of has to filter that those situations of like, well, the rule is this and they're not doing that. Or the rule is this and my boss isn't, um, doing anything about it. So what do I do? Well, and my mom always like the golden rule, like people are always like, well, I don't care if someone does that to me. Like, I don't care if someone, um, I don't, I don't care yeah. if someone calls me out on that, or I don't care if someone does that to me, but that's not what it's about. It's about like putting yourself in that person's shoes and saying like, how do they want to be treated? Not, but like you think, oh well, I don't care about that. I don't care how I'm treated. Yeah, I would, I would want people to call me out on my crap. Right? Yes, right. And so I think. Well, but go yeah. ahead, go ahead, well, Megan. I just, I think you're saying like as a golden rule, like treat others how you would want to be treated, but that's not. So I've heard other people like if you don't care, like you might have a bit bigger you might filter. Have a, well, like you a, also might have a different idea of how you want to be treated yeah. than somebody else. So right. like in trainings that I've done, I've had someone call like the platinum rule, which is treat other yes. people how they want to be treated. Yes, that's where like, I was heading. Don't. Yeah. I, yeah, it's kind of, that's where I thought you were headed too. like that. Yeah. Like don't treat people how you want to be treated. Treat people how they ask you to treat them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that's interesting, and I, you know, the the golden rule wasn't unique to Jesus. Um, that sort of uh, thing had kind of shown up. In fact, he probably had pulled it a little bit from some of the, you know, ancient philosophy people that had kind of taught something similar before. There is a uh, there is perspective on how there existed a more common 
knowledge of don't do things to other people you wouldn't want done to yourself. And he had kind of raised the bar on it in his perspective and saying, that's good. It's kind of like that whole you've heard it said, but I tell you this. Uh, that's fine, like, but that's like non-injurious. Like don't injure people in the way that you wouldn't want to be injured. And he's trying to say love them in the way that you would want to be loved or you know, treat them in the way that you would want to be treated, uh, which is you know that. And then to say you know, maybe there's even further of do for them with the, how they how they want to be treated too. But or even yeah. like need to be treated because like even just thinking about the love thing, like love people, like people don't feel love or receive love in the same way, like right? Yeah. That's a big thing in Christian communities, love languages. So if you are in a relationship with someone and you're not loving them how they are going to feel love, you're not like that's not actually living up to the calling of like loving people. You know, because they don't they aren't receiving that love in the same way that you're necessarily meaning it. Mm -hmm. And so if we're treating people and loving people how they need to be loved, then that's that's like the higher calling. That's the higher purpose. Definitely. Why do you think we're drawn to sometimes judgy people, though? Like, for instance, I'll just throw this out there. Like, Simon Cowell was far and away mm -hmm. the best judge on American Idol. 100%. Also the most critical and the most judgmental but everybody kind of waited he was always the third to go because yeah yeah randy jackson yeah yeah apollo whatever like that's fine that's fine but what did what does simon think about it right and as much as you kind of be like oh he's just a jerk he doesn't understand true talent his words meant so had so much weight it was so they were so much heavier than everybody else why why do you think we like critical people and people are people like do um put a lot of weight on certain people's words that have that tend to be harsh and tend to be um more judgmental than others what do you th any ideas on thought i don't have any answers for that I'm, I'm literally just throwing it out there because i can think of it even in like my own mm -hmm. life of people who go they're the most polarizing but like sometimes i really do care what they think <laughs> well, i think I mean? it's that like um like competitiveness wanting to be the best like People who are really judgmental, I, like, well, it's so it's like that piece of like, I really want this person who's really critical to like me, but also like, I don't like, especially also like protection too, right? Like they're mean. I don't want them to say crap about me to other people. Yeah. Right. Like a, you know, peer pressure school click thing, like the popular kids popular because you don't want the popular kid to say mean things about you. Yeah. That's what that, yeah. that's, that's where I was at. Like competition, I think in American Christianity or North American Christianity, I guess you could say, I think competition like is in all parts of our lives. Even if you like, don't think you're competitive, like you, we start kids in kindergarten and they're immediately graded on everything and what they're going to be doing next. And, um, they're even like how they sit, how they behave. Everything's kind of a competition of like who's doing the best. And they're taught at an early age to kind of judge each other. Like, oh, is Johnny sitting how he's supposed to be sitting? Or um, who's, you know, who's doing, who's lining up correctly? Oh, so-and-so is lining up correctly. Like the pleasing and the um, just going, uh, behaving at a certain standard, I think, is part of our culture and then so I think it bleeds into our faith as well about like oh are you are you being a good Christian by what you're doing well in my view this is what a good Christian is or that that type of view I think kind of comes from our culture in America too 
for sure. Yeah. Mal, you had something else down here about talking to strangers. Oh, yes. Maybe it's probably the stuff that's going on in the world right now, too. Um, Just that I think the quote, I think I had it on there. Um, I'll read it to you. The right way to talk to strangers is with caution and humility is what you have right now. I don't know. Maybe just with the Malcolm Gladwell book. Yes. And just with all the news that's been going on about um, just diversity in our culture and racism, I think we can do a better job of talking about how we talk to people that are different than us and how does, what does that look like in our daily lives and just being better at that. Hey, you have been uh, behind the scenes and I, maybe I'm, I'm revealing it no, too early, fine. but working on some uh, be the bridge sort of material, a, an organization that works with yes. uh, crossing the racial divides and, and being kind of a resource. <gasps> Hi, Kins. Being sort of a resource to help uh, stir that conversation and point that conversation towards, you know, fruitful uh, progress in that way. What, t- give us the latest on that or what, what's your thoughts on yeah, uh, it's Kylie was asking me about it. Yeah, she it's kind of cool. You right? have to. So when you join their group, they call it three months of silence and they want you to read the units and learn before you get to comment or post in their like main Facebook group, which is great. They're saying like, we're glad you're here. We don't need your input. <laughs> Like, we want you to <laughs> learn. Oh, my gosh. It's this great. is a great idea. And This is what churches should think yeah, of, Yeah, <laughs> right? And so, and they kind of, like, have, so I'm kind of in the process of weeding out, like, who else has said, oh, I'm interested in the Tri-Cities group. Um, because, to be completely honest, like, I feel like we need diversity to lead it. And so, kind of making sure we're being. Uh, so, the point. Go ahead. Sorry, let me. It's an organization. The point is. Oh, like, yes. Up. Thank you. It, like, com- can you explain? I it think more? she's yeah. asking you, not ra- ra- <laughs> no, rather than sorry. You. Okay, it's called Be the Bridge, and it is an organization about um, bringing people together in communities. So you, it's kind of like a group. It's kind of like a small group, but the organization helps lead you through ra- racial reconciliation in communities. So how can you, in your own community, bring racial reconciliation in both that small group that you're doing, so in that small group of people and then how do you do that outside of that small group in your own community and so they give you the resources and you're part of this bigger group and everything but it's also meant to be something that then you are tasked to be kind of like a uh i want to say alley alley but more of a ally thank you um but more with someone that um like I think Brent said this when I wasn't on the podcast like actually doing the work like you feel I feel so convicted when something comes up and you're like oh I should repost that but like no why am I reposting that just for someone else to say like oh cool she thinks about that but I'm really doing nothing about that like I totally right. feel that right now in our and it's kind of where we live. Um I I don't think I felt that as much when I lived in Nashville because I was able I the just diversity was easier to come by simply and there were more opportunities to um just live in a different area than you're used to whether it be income, whether it be race, whether it be um gender, all of those things in a metropolitan area is easier to come by. And I think in Tri-Cities, it's something that we don't think is an issue, but is actually a huge issue. So that's my little soapbox. And if you're interested in doing Be the Bridge, like we'd love to 
talk and um, see if well, we get it started. if you're interested, just stay tuned. Yeah. Because I, I know that we want to be a part of something Definitely. like that. And I say we as in Brent and Kylie, not necessarily. Um, I mean, and Megan. And Megan. And, Megan. Uh, <laughs> and, I th- and I'm, I'm sure the Eastlake community in general, yeah. people hearing this would be like, how do we be a part and what do we got to do? And I agree with your concern, like. I, I, it's it's going to be <laughs> hard for it to be led by six white women. Right. Um, no, you know so what? I I disagree. The, I think okay. that these kind of things need to be led by white people. Totally. Like this is like it needs to be something that the people who have systematic yes. historical power are leading. It should not be led by minority people who yes. don't have that power. I think that they need to be part of that community. Like we that's need that's to be all I meant. I didn't I didn't mean but yeah. it needs yeah. to be led. It does need to be led by white I people. think where yeah. I'm feeling to convicted, other white people. Yes. I think where I'm feeling convicted in it is that my inner circle is not the the first people I think to ask like I like I was even thinking about it it's like well if we're going to ask someone to come talk to this be the bridge like they need to be paid we're not, it's not going to be like a hey can you come talk to us and teach us about racism like <laughs> you know that type of thing but I think where I'm feeling convicted in it and what it will look like um is just my inner circle like I want to make my inner circle more diverse if I'm completely honest I think like thinking, oh, I'm going to be a great racial reconciliation with my like five white friends and we're going to talk about it when like, yeah. no, it actually needs to be like, wh- what are we doing in our lives to like actually make purpose in it? So totally that yeah. that was said really I, well. Like, Megan. I agree with that too, Mallory, but like, I think you can still, I think, I think you can be a change of ra- racial reconciliation, even if your circle doesn't look totally. that diverse. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're the one who's able to speak out and say, hey, what we're saying right now isn't right. What we're doing right now isn't like I, like having those relationships and like talking to the people who look like you about things that you've learned and things, ways that you've grown and things that you understand now about like your privilege and your whiteness and how that plays in with history. And it's so true. And I'm not trying to be like ultra liberal or like anything like that, just like my own personal journey and understanding how our country's history has set up systems that give me power simply because I'm white. Mm-hmm. And so like understanding that better and then like having those moments with other people who look like you and being able to say, stop, like you're not looking at all of it. And I have walked down this path just a little bit further than you. So I'm going to say, stop, you're not looking at all of it. You know, that's good. Yep. So Love stay it. tuned because yeah. I think the more is more. Yeah, sorry. Is, I hijacked that conversation, but it's totally been on my mind. So thank you. And thank you for no, sharing that too, I, Megan. It, it's on our mind because we all, um, you know, heard or read or watched mm-hmm. the, the video of uh, the guy in Minneapolis that, died yesterday because of Flight. the Minneapolis Police Department thing. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, um, and so, it, and Kylie watched it and th- immediately afterwards, like, in tears and was like, I need to buy more books for our kids that yeah. teach them this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so we, uh, I know we're, we're trying to address some of that in our own personal home. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think in our church community, um, even though we don't have the urban population dynamics that like a lot of those places have, that doesn't mean that there's not work to be done. Right. So, um, anyways. And I think our diversity in the Tri-Cities looks different than yeah, it is. places. Yeah. Right. So like, it's not, uh, it's just, it looks different, but it doesn't mean it's not there. Totally. It's not like obvious. And it also doesn't mean that the like tension isn't there and like prevalent. So absolutely. Yeah. And I would say, um, 
there's by learning by having the resources for some of the African American racial uh, you know uh, white privilege sort of things in looking at that way that would also then translate how then are we doing this with uh, other other races predominantly in at least in the tri-cities area a hispanic mm-hmm. sort of origin sort of stuff like what 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 kind of things not to and i don't want to say that to you know discount um uh what we're do, what needs to be in place for african-american stuff i'm just saying in our community the, right. the when i go to walmart it's a different it's a different crowd it's it's this and and therefore our fertile ground could be something uh along those lines too so yes. anyways all right, that will do it for our recap of uh, our, our talk slash, slash racial uh, the bridge stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, let's jump into our Say Something Interesting. Oh. Megan, it's been a while since you've gone first, I yeah, think. Yeah, I'm on it. I'm so excited about my Say Something yeah. Interesting today, guys. Oh, so, um, in like, well, this we're recording this Wednesday morning. So, in like two and a half hours. Ooh. Um, for the first time in 11 years, SpaceX. American astronauts uh, yeah. will be launching yes, to the International I read Space about this Station morning. from American soil. Um, so SpaceX is doing their final like live human test on their like crude um, ship, and it is launching from Florida Kennedy Space Center in like two hours. So two and a half hours. You gonna watch online? I'm, I'm gonna try. Yeah. Um, I follow NASA on Instagram. I'm sure they'll have a live thing about it. They do. It. Yeah, it's on um, their NASA TV. Yeah. And so I'm yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. It's just I don't know, it's just like cool. It feels nice to have I don't know, NASA's like a really interesting it went through a like pretty dead period in the late nineties, early. We haven't 2000s. watched anybody in ten years, almost ten years. Eleven years. Yeah. Eleven years. It's a long That's time crazy. to to like be behind on this. And so and what we've done from American soil. Yeah. Uh, what we've done, I was reading this morning, is we have paid the Russians yeah. sixty million dollars per passenger to send an American up to the International Space Station by hitching a ride on their whatever Sputnik oh rockets that they send up and do. Um, so yeah. instead of paying Russia, uh, they inc- they proposed to Boeing and SpaceX, if you can build us something, would, we'd rather pay, an, obviously, an American company than a Russian company. Yeah. And uh, SpaceX was the first to kind of come to the table with mm-hmm. an actual product. Well, because SpaceX really wants to make it commercial. They want to commercialize this eventually. So like for them, it's a really great partnership, too, because they have all these humans who have all this training who can really test out their machines and see, like, what needs to change, how it can work, that kind of stuff. Right. So, and this is like, this is step, not one necessarily, but this is an early step in their um, Artemis program, which is going back to the moon uh, in the next four years. So 2024, they want to be on the moon again. And then that all, the Artemis is all like this, their starter project for um, a Mars mission. So. Oh, oh my gosh. It's yeah. the Martian all over again. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to. They're going to do stuff on the moon. Maybe it'll be Matt Damon. What if he's the first one? (laughs) To go to Mars. Yeah, that would just be ironic, wouldn't it? Uh, Is that a full circle moment? I I don't know. know. (laughs) God, that's so meta. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm not sure Matt Damon's excited about it. No, he probably isn't. (laughs) I saw his post-quarantine bod the other day. He was going to a store. I was like, dang, boy. (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's my say something interesting. I... I'm excited about it. Also, NASA is an awesome Instagram follow. They yep, have really they're amazing good. pictures all the time. So, I uh, I heard <laughs> I can't even. Uh, 
it was from Robin Hood Snacks. My, that's how I read all this. And the the tagline, the the header for this article on this was to infinity and Elon. Oh, Elon Musk. Uh, so bad. All right, Mallory. My cousin works Please for Tesla. Save me. Save so me. I should send oh, that yeah? to her. Um, mine is just same old, same old because I listen to podcasts all the time. But I have been listening to podcasts on Spotify, not on Apple Podcasts, and it is so much better. The recommendations are better. Like, it's so much better. And one of the most recent ones I've listened to um, is called Winds of Change, and it's about the uh, the song Winds of Change by the Scorpions. And if the CIA, this guy goes on the huge long tangent, if the CIA um, convinced or, like, got the Scorpions to write this um, song. So it's fascinating to me. It's not as conspiracy theory. <laughs> oh, as come it seems. on. It sounds just like it. Yeah. Um, no, it's and more, Hillary Clinton but, could have killed a bunch of people right. too, huh? <laughs> I learned a lot about the CIA, though, about how people, it's called get rollback, how they like can talk about what they've done in the CIA and what they haven't. And um, yeah. I, it's just kind of like the journalist's perspective. And he's like super into music. And so it's kind of like, if you want to learn about the CIA, but not in a conspiracy theorist way, just kind of like, what were they doing when the Scorpions made that music and that kind of thing. And then the other one is um, Boom Bust. Um, it's about HQ trivia and why they failed. And that one's super interesting, too. So I heard that one's amazing. Yeah, it's super fascinating because it was really I remember us doing it. Actually, Margo was yeah. really into it, too. Margo turned it on to us. Yeah. yeah and um, just like why it failed and just the background behind it and the two um, people that um, the two founders that founded Vine as well. So they're pretty high up guys, but why it failed. So those are my two wrecks. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I had heard that Spotify was like buying up a bunch of podcasts. Like they bought the Ringer podcast network oh. uh, from Bill Simmons to try and. Um, yeah. No, like it's a good listen. Podcast Central. Yeah. So, um, I'll have to check that out. I got two quick ones. Uh, one is uh, a book that's coming out this week called All Things Reconsidered by yep. our friend Knox McCoy. Um, did you read it yet? I no, bought the, but uh, I got to listen to a couple chapters for free being a okay. friend of the pod. I pre-ordered the book and they sent me a link to the uh, ebook. Oh, and cool. I've already plowed through it and it's fantastic. He wrote um, one, another one that I had recommended a while back called The Wondering Years. This is like even five times better than Wondering. I, I really like The Wondering Years. I think I gave it four stars. Um, because I, I uh, out of five, out of, be, on Goodreads or whatever, because um, if I hadn't known him, I probably would have given it three stars. But I knew him and his voice and all that kind of stuff. This one is a five star, even if I hadn't known him. It's it's so much better. It's kind of the, the epitome of um, you, you do something once and then you figure out what you're good at, what you're not good at, and then you just focus on your strengths for the second one. Cool. Um, and that's what he did in this one. And it is, uh, it's the idea that um, everybody has these thoughts and opinions about what they like and what they think they like. And then every once in a while, we have to stop and pause and ask ourselves should I reconsider what I actually think about that um, he goes through pop culture like is so-and-so a good actress are they a good singer whatever uh, then goes into just cultural stuff and then also even then uh, faith and and you know spiritual stuff as well it's really brilliant it's like going to be a mandatory reading M Megan doesn't even know this uh, for staff um, <laughs> and and onboarding like I have a list of books that if I hire somebody um, and Margo knows this too uh, being like hey if you just want to know a little bit about like who I am and what kind of a flavor we're looking for. He's like, like mm -hmm. read these three books or whatever. And this has, has made that echelon of, you need to read this to figure out what we mean when we say we don't take ourselves too seriously. Uh, but like we always, but it's, it's still, 
we're intellectually honest to ourselves yes. and uh and then the, and, but good. also with an edge of humor in there as well so all things reconsidered it ha- it drops uh, this week and you should pick it up uh, the second thing is a quick netflix show that kylie and i have been absolutely loving called magic for humans have you Ooh, watched magic no. for humans yet it's 22 minutes long or so an episode maybe 30 it's 30 minutes or less on each one it's a magician who goes off and i know you like magic shows whatever on netflix but like this guy is just he's brilliant he's a brilliant conversationalist he's funny the whole thing is interesting They're, they just dropped their third season uh, we are finished through season one there are a couple that are so brilliant there are so, there are a couple i would love to show on a sunday at some point and shout I, out I showed shout out to Megan, Hattie. one of them Hat, Teal Hewitt's little girl Hattie has been doing a lot of magic. So, oh really? Uh, yeah, oh, man. she does a lot she of magic on then. Facebook. If you're so listening to if this, if you're listening, uh, Teal, you'll have to watch have. It. Well, um, wait, hold up. Don't watch it with your kids. Oh, you is might it wanna, not a? Might, no, uh, yeah, I, there's it, just a it, few that you might want to be it. like. You know, okay. there's an episode or two that you because there's again a, one that I showed them yesterday. I'm like, I would love to show this. We're the fast uh, forward parents, so. And uh, Kylie nixed it on the video, so it will not be shown on a Sunday. Uh, but you should definitely watch it. I can't tell you what it is, but you'll know it when you see it. <laughs> okay. So Magic for Humans on awesome. Netflix. Check it out. Uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of Say Something Interesting. On Sunday, we'll be finishing off our series, Now What?, with part seven. And uh, we hope you can log in and check it out at 10 o'clock. We also have our Is This How We Conversation with Megan and Kylie happening again this Sunday, 15 minutes prior. So log in a little bit early if you got the time, and we would love to do that. Help us out by answering some of our questions on our uh, social media feeds this week and giving us some fodder to be able to work with on Sunday morning and be a part of the chat. Yeah. Mal, thanks for making it happen. Go go enjoy that hot tub. Uh, (laughs) Right. We're going to be doing a staff staff party uh, at uh, 10 at o'clock tomorrow night yep. at your place <laughs> whether you know it or not megan have a great week We're thanks everybody the